Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co-author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. Welcome to Wealth Matters Podcast. Our today's guest talks about buying businesses. His name is Jonathan Jay, and he has been successfully buying and selling businesses for over 30 years, not 30 days, 30 months, but 30 years. A group of 48 acquisitions formed by Jonathan during the pandemic became the fourth largest group in the childcare sector in the UK. So, and he's now passionate about sharing his life experience to help others successfully buy businesses. So welcome, Jonathan, to Wealth Matters Podcast. Well, thank you very much. That was a, a wonderful introduction. I've actually been in business for over 30 years. I first bought a business in 2006, and I first sold a business in 1999. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been doing this a while. Okay. No, yeah, yeah I can tell you're old. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, it's eight o'clock in the evening recording this. I'm feeling a little old today. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. So we start with this question. If you have uh, something interesting to share about yourself or maybe funny, uh, feel free to share. <laughs> <laughs> interesting or funny. Um, yeah, okay. Well, uh, I once appeared in a TV advertisement for Heinz tinned spaghetti, oh, so you know, wow. Heinz the brand of food. Yes, they uh, they they used to, or maybe they still do, a tinned spaghetti. And I appeared promoting Heinz spaghetti on TV. Oh, maybe like twenty five years ago. So there wow. you go. Wow. There was my yeah. one shot at stardom. Oh, that, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> it was enough. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is a show about building wealth. You know, not yes. not something trying to get, uh, you know, become rich quickly, but it's about building wealth long term. And we always talk about investments. So what was your first investment and how did it work out for you? Yeah, I well, I've never really invested um, in, in uh, stocks and shares and, and other people's businesses. Um, I've invested in property along the way. Right, real estate. Um, and this is what we talk about on the show. In the real time. estate. <laughs> Um, but but actually, I've invested in myself, which sounds like a bit of a, a cheesy answer, corny answer. But I, I've always believed that the biggest influencer of success is is not the markets. It's not the economy. It's not who is president. It's it's you, you, right. the individual, you, the, you, the human being. So investing in yourself and making sure that you are. You are prepared for success, whether it happens today or next year, you're prepared for that success. And also you have a mindset of growth and a mindset of achievement. And I see a lot of people holding themselves back by not having the right mindset or the right attitude. So so a bit of a strange answer to, perhaps to your question, but you know, what have I invested in? I'd say myself. Oh, that's great. So, and let's talk about business acquisitions, right? Because uh, one of the, when I was reading your bio, I realized that 
you focus on business acquisitions and you help people buy businesses. But how do you de-risk business acquisitions by not overpaying for a business? Yeah, sure. So, so I think a lot of people who like the idea of buying a business are put off it because they often think that they can't afford it. In fact, I did a survey on LinkedIn and asked what was holding people back. And 48% of the people who responded, and there were several hundred responses, said um, they didn't believe that they could afford it. The money side of things was holding them back. So my answer is, well, if you could fund a business acquisition 100%, so it didn't require any of your personal cash in the deal, would that make it easier to do? And of course, the answer is yes, absolutely. So people don't want to put their own money in. They don't want to take any personal risk. And if you don't take any personal risk and don't put any of your own money in, then that makes you a far more confident business buyer because there's very little that can go wrong. And even if something does go wrong, it doesn't touch you personally. Right. How does that sound? No, that, that's great. So, so you mentioned about not using your own capital but that means you are using someone else's capital right Right. Um, so is that not risk already because you are still you know someone else is giving you your money like this is what i do because i raise capital for real estate and a lot of people invest in my deals and even though i may not be investing the entire amount i still invest some to have my skin in the game but even when others are investing in my deals i'm scared because it's still a risk for someone else to lose money. Yeah, well, well, it isn't individuals, first of all. It's it's, it's lenders, and lenders have risk built into their price, into their interest rate. So they they understand that there is risk. But the the lending is collateralized. So the uh, lending um, has security in the form of the assets of the business. So um, if, if... if, if the business doesn't perform in the way you want it to, and yeah, we all wish that every business was a success, but we know that business isn't, life isn't like that. Right. <laughs> the, the lenders aren't sort of uh, left out on the cold because they've got their collateral for their, for their lending. Got it. So now that leads me to my next question. And as I was telling you before we started the podcast that I love businesses, like, of course, I invest in real estate a lot, but I, I'm always looking to buy businesses or, you know, get into a something new and exciting. Is it really possible to buy a business without risking your own cash? Because in most of the time, at least in U.S., if I'm buying a business, I got to put 30% down payment, right? If I'm buying, let's say, a million dollar business, I got to cough up with 300,000 US dollars and 700,000 may come from the lender, right? Because they that is the, their collateral. So how is that possible to buy business without risking your own cash at all? So, so your first question was, is it possible? Yeah. Well, um, I've been uh, presenting a podcast for just over four years. Um, I think we're up to about 225 okay. episodes. And the majority of those episodes are interviews with my clients who've done exactly that. Oh, okay. So there are hundreds of interviews. Uh, the same with my YouTube channel, hundreds of videos interviewing people who've done exactly that. And these aren't small businesses, by the way. These aren't okay. a few hundred thousand dollars. These are these are businesses, five, $10 million of, wow. of annual okay. revenue. Uh, interestingly, 
uh, it's actually easier to buy a business that's larger using none of your own money right. than a smaller. Of course. <laughs> um, and it's actually easier to buy a larger business in a lot of other ways as well. In fact, I always say to people, I had a, a new group uh, start with me today. And I was saying to them, get out of your head that you're going to be buying this business that does $100,000 in annual revenue or $200,000. Let, let's start let's start thinking one million dollars yeah. and let's go let's go bigger than one million dollars because they're actually better businesses because they've proven that they can get right. scale they they've proven that they can survive in the marketplace they've proven they've got something that people want and typically with a larger business there's a management team what you don't want is to buy a business that's depending upon the owner and then of yeah. course the owner when you buy it and then there's no business that is what scares me every time i'm looking at a business and i'm like i don't want to be working in the business sure you know, we'll just go bigger. something yeah <laughs> so can I, you I, share I, I, an example then uh because you where you know you bought you were able to help a client buy a business where the sure. client did not pay, pay any thing from his or, or her pocket sure so what we're looking for is a business that we can we can finance 100 percent so the finances typically come from from different places. So it might be uh, 30% from asset finance. So the, the fixed assets in the business can be financed. And fixed assets are plant and machinery and equipment. Right. We're not talking about desks and chairs and secondhand PCs. We're talking about heavy equipment. Um, so we might achieve 30% of the total price from the financing of the equipment um we might be able to finance the um accounts receivables and let's say 30 percent of the total purchase price comes from the accounts receivables um we might be able to finance with some uh, vendor finance so effectively we pay that percentage of the business um out of the profits the future profits of the business so that might be 30 percent as well and then we can use the cash in the business as part of the financing. Um, and it's a very tax efficient way for, I'm no tax expert, but I understand it's a very tax efficient right. way for people to get cash out of their business. And that might be just 10%. So in that example, we've added up those four components, a little bit like four pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. We've slotted them all together and we've got ourselves 100% financing. Now, can you do this with absolutely every single business you find? Of course you can't. Absolutely not. Can, yeah. um, my uh, average is you've got to speak to 20 business owners to find a business that ticks all the boxes, one of which is you can 100% finance it. Of course, the other boxes are, do you actually want this business? No. <laughs> is it big enough? Does it have a management team? Yeah. All of those. But if you put all those pieces together, that's what we get. We get our 100% financing. Oh, that's great. And do you, uh, let's say in a scenario where you you find that it's not 100% financeable, do those sellers carry back the financing as well? Like we call it as here, seller financing, where they- Seller financing, yeah. Yes, when, when yeah, they so end that, up carrying it, 10, 20%. Yeah, so, it, so in my example there, I think I call it vendor financing. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so it's, it's a different terminology for the same thing. So that would be seller financing. Um, and the seller financing is is very flexible. I mean, if you've got right. if you've got a motivated seller, and quite frankly, you should only be buying a business from someone who <laughs> who really wants to sell. If they don't want to. If they don't want to sell the business, you trying to persuade them to sell right. you the business is not going to get you the best price in terms. You want someone who wants to persuade you to buy it from them. Now, it doesn't mean that it's a bad business. 
It just means that for personal reasons, retirement, age, health, um, moving family abroad, that, yeah. family, illness, all of these things uh, they want to sell. So it's a, it's a good business, but a motivated seller. Got it. And because uh, I have been looking to start a business from scratch, but then I know after looking at your bio, why is buying a business faster than starting a business from scratch? Oh, well, look, look starting a business from scratch is hard work. Um, you know, I've, I've done it several times, each time saying that it's the last time I'll, I'll ever do it. Um, and, you know, you can spend years in the wilderness not actually making any real money, uh, working nice. very long hours, seven days a week, not even sure whether it's going to work. Um, eight out of 10 businesses fail in the first five years. The odds are against you. It is not good. It is not a good thing to do. However, when you buy a business, why don't you buy a business that's been running for at least five years? So it's got over that 80% fail in the first five years hurdle. So it's been going for at least five years. Um, you've got a business that is successful and profitable because you should never buy a business that's struggling. You only buy businesses that are actually making money day in, day out, even when the owner isn't there. Uh, and when you do that, uh, you're buying several things. You're buying a system that generates customers clients, patients, whatever they call them in that business. So you've got a, you're buying a marketing system. You're buying a financial system. Uh, you're buying a people system. Uh, and most importantly than anything, you're buying a cash flow system. So the cash flow from the business is yours from day one compared to starting a business where all you're doing is putting money in, putting money in, borrowing money, putting money in. When you buy a business, you take money out, take money out, take money out. Profit first, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great book, by the way. Yeah, that's a great book. That's why I mentioned it. Now let's talk about what you ended up doing. How is it possible to do 48 acquisitions in less than three years? Well, I mean, I, I started buying businesses in 2006. Uh, and over the years, I bought uh, businesses in, in adult education, in digital marketing, um, traditional marketing. And then... Uh, just before the pandemic, about eight months before the pandemic, I thought I would buy some uh, early years education uh, nursery schools. And I bought five of them. And then the pandemic hit. No one knew what was going to be happening. Um, and my business partner and I made a decision. The decision was we would push ahead with our plans, even though all of our competitors had stopped acquiring. And that was interesting because Suddenly, we were the only buyers in town and there were more people wanting to sell because when you have economic uncertainty, which is what the pandemic right. called, you have more sellers. So there were more sellers, but only one buyer, us. So we went a little bit crazy. And um, uh, when people ask me what advice I should give about buying 48 businesses during a pandemic, I say, don't buy 48 businesses. During a pandemic. <laughs> I, I've got to say, I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. Um, I ended up in hospital. Um, I, I was, uh, I, I had a, uh, stress that was, um, causing me such severe stomach pains. I had a colonoscopy and uh, an investigation to see what was, what was wrong. Uh, I ended up seeing a psychotherapist for a time to get, get it all off, get it off my chest and talk about it. And I've got to say, it's the best thing I ever did. Um, so, so in some ways it wasn't the best experience, 
but it was it was fun at times. I mean, you know, we were doing two, three deals a week sometimes. Wow. So um, I learned a lot about myself and about my own limits and capabilities. And when I help other people buy businesses, I'm always very realistic. I'm not one of these guys who's always telling everyone it's wonderful and rah, 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 you can do it. You know, you can you can be a billionaire. I mean, yeah, that's just, yeah, let's just be realistic here. It takes hard work. Um, if you buy enough businesses, some of them won't work out. Uh, that's just the way it is. Just like if you're buying real estate. You know, if you buy enough real estate, there'll be somewhere you think, oh, God, I wish I hadn't bought that. I can never get the right tenants. You know, it's always a problem. Oh, yeah. And you just sell, you just sell that one out of your portfolio. Um, so yeah, I've I, I'm very open about sharing the ups and the downs. Yeah, I've done the I've done the multi-million pound deals, I've sold to private equity, I've bought businesses from private equity. Um, and you know, I, I've had businesses that haven't worked, and it's, it's and it's everything in between. Got it. No, that 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 makes sense. Can anyone buy a business? Well, anyone who wants to. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to. I mean, I always say, um, you know, regardless of your starting point, if you've got a, a bit of a business head on your shoulders, I think that's really important. So, you know, you've got to know what profit means, for for, for example. Um, but, you know, I, I would say that 50% of the people who come on my courses don't own a business at that moment. They are employed by someone else and they want to get out of the rat race and they want to start their own their own thing but they know that it's easier to buy a business uh rather than starting something from scratch and then 50 percent are business owners already and they want to grow and expand by acquisition and just going out and uh, maybe you know even doubling tripling the size of their business in one month by doing an acquisition which is pretty phenomenal i mean you can work for years growing a business or you can go and buy a business that gets you to the to your goal to your target in the in the in the next few months i no, i agree i agree so we spoke about de-risking the business right and and i think i understand that but my biggest gripe is how to find businesses so what's the secret of finding great businesses to buy Ah, right. Well, I, 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 I'll share the secret uh, with, with you, Alpesh. So, so this is this is the thing. If you look for businesses that are listed for sale, they are typically listed by a business broker. And a business broker is like a realtor for businesses. And we know what realtors can be like. They, yeah, they sometimes they 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 talk the value up, the price up, and then they the, the 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 real estate sits there on the market and it doesn't it doesn't sell your home doesn't sell um and they always tell you that you know you're looking at homes and they always tell you that there are three more people who are interested and they right. offer put in an offer by monday morning otherwise you're going to lose it and you never quite know whether it's true or not so business brokers do exactly the same thing yeah. business sale agents do exactly the same thing uh, so the best place to find businesses to buy is directly to the owner, to the vendor, uh, without going through a broker. So you've got to approach them directly. You've got to go to them when they're thinking about selling their business, but haven't yet listed it for sale. That is the sweet spot. That's what you're you're aiming for. Now, the challenge then is, how do you find those people at that moment in time? Because you yeah. can't look them up on a database. They're not on a website. So what we've got to do, we've got to talk to a lot of business owners. We've got to talk to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of business owners to find the ones that were, woke up that morning and said, you know what? 
yeah. recessionary times in the in the in the on the in the world. Let's uh, let's let's sell now. Let's enjoy early retirement. So you've got to go and speak to a lot of people. Now that sounds like a lot of hard work, but but the last thing you want to be doing is cold calling. I mean, cold calling. I mean, who has time to cold call a thousand businesses? But what everyone has time to do is to send them a letter. Because you see, we right. could send a thousand letters through the through the through the postal service, through the postal system, and it would get there two days later, three days later, and a thousand businesses in three days' time will know all about you and your interest in buying a business. So you will get phone calls, you will get emails. Out of a thousand letters, you might get 15, 20 phone calls. Out of those 20 phone calls, you'll find one business to buy. Right. That's how we do it. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. So this is similar to, I'm, I'm thinking this is how a lot of real estate deals happen as well, off-market where we send out it yellow is. postcards, right? And and then if this you know, seller is ready, they'll call, and then, you know, we we go on the negotiation table. So that, exactly that makes that. sense. What are some of the mistakes you have seen people make while acquiring business? Well, I think the biggest mistake is putting your own money into the deal. I really uh, do. I mean, yeah, there's nothing to stop someone putting, you know, if you want to write a check to buy a business, then go for it. But what if you could buy the business and keep the check? You know, um, that that surely is better. So I think the biggest mistake is when people put their own money into the deal and and especially when they risk money that you know, is family money, uh, money they've worked for years to earn. Right. I mean, that that's tough. That's tough. They, sh they shouldn't do that. Uh, I think another mistake that I see people making is uh, buying the wrong type of business. Uh, and buying businesses that are really jobs rather than businesses. So they have to go there every day. They have to manage the business. Um, it's not making enough money to hire a manager, so they have to be there. So they think they're buying freedom. They're actually buying a job. And we all know that job stands for just over broke, doesn't it? J-O-B, just over broke. <laughs> so you don't want to be buying a job. You want to be buying a right. business that, that that produces really good profits. And I think the other thing that mistake that I see people making even before they buy a business is just not getting started. So a lot of people, you know, watch the videos, they listen to the podcasts, they read the books, but they don't actually do it. They don't yeah. take the first step. And I understand why, because, you know, when you haven't done something before, doing it by yourself is a scary thing. But I think that taking that first step is just so important because without it, you can't change anything. You can't change your business. You can't change your life. All right. Now that makes sense. Let's talk about all the businesses you have done, right? What has been your best deal so far? Uh, the best deal was a business that I bought in 2016 for $1. <laughs> and it was a, um, a digital marketing business that had annual revenues and I'm just turning this from pounds into dollars of about eight to nine million dollars. Wow. And I bought it for one dollar. And 11 months later, I sold it for one point eight million dollars in 11 months. Now, wow. despite that, I always say to people, the worst thing you can do is buy a business for a dollar, because when you buy a business for a dollar, you're taking on all the problems that that right. business. Yeah. Has. 
and you don't want to be taking on those those problems um so i always say to people don't do it if you're a beginner definitely don't do it it's an advanced strategy for people who know exactly what they're doing and you know that was a huge success i bought other businesses for a dollar and i've sold them to someone else for a dollar <laughs> so, so, so let's talk about that ne next question what has been your worst deal so far maybe you ended up losing money or yeah uh, well <laughs> and you know i i remember buying i bought one business it must have been uh about two years ago or three years ago maybe now and we handled the takeover of that business really badly um we got it so wrong we were very very busy we were chasing other deals and what we didn't realize was that the staff didn't like us us being myself and my business partner oh, I see. so they all started looking for other jobs they started persuading the clients to go elsewhere and within 12 weeks there wasn't a business there uh, and that was an expensive uh, that was an expensive mistake um and the lesson learned from that is when you buy a business take care of it if this business is going to be your pension your pension fund yeah if this is going to see you into your your, your own retirement then yeah look after that business take good care of the business uh, and pay attention don't you have, doesn't mean you've got a job there but it means that you can go in every week or so say hi to everyone take them out for a pizza look after them uh, and we didn't do this with this particular business and it was a real um wake up call uh to to be fair and uh i've never seen it as bad as that it was it was uh uh it was hero to zero in 12 weeks wow wow no this is great thank you so much for sharing all this are you ready for fire round i don't know what that is but let's do it would you be changing any business or investment strategy because of inflation or recession? Uh, no, I think a recession is an incredible opportunity for business buyers. And yes, especially in the UK, interest rates are a lot higher at the moment. Yes. <laughs> but you just you just you just factor that into your financing. So if the business can't afford it, then don't buy the business. Right. Favorite real estate, finance or investment related book or maybe a business book as well? Uh, what a book that I can recommend. Yes. Well, the one I'm recommending to everyone at the moment, uh, and this guy's book sales must be going through the roof at the moment, um, <laughs> is um, a book called Insane Productivity for Lazy People. Oh, that, um, I need that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure which part of that title I was uh, I was attracted to, whether it was the insane bit or the lazy bit. I think it's uh, the lazy, all of us. <laughs> it, uh, I think so too. And I, got, I got to the end of the book. And I thought I've got to read that again, and I went back and started it again. It was so it was so good, and I've been recommending to to you're, you're the second person I recommended it to today, and all of your listeners and viewers. Okay, I got to check it out. Thank you. Any tool or website you recommend, or you cannot live without? Wow, um, yeah, there's a, a a website called Skyscanner that compares uh, flights and uh, finds you all the flights all the different airlines yes. and i do i do a lot of traveling and uh, my family and i go on vacation a lot so i'm always looking on skyscanner to see where i can go to next oh okay oh that's a i use it as well any advice for beginner investors um yeah ab absolutely um 
I guess it kind of makes sense, but you know, do everything you can to de-risk the investment. And uh, investments where you give someone your money and they do with it what they want, you know, that's very, very high risk. I, I say if you if you if you're going to invest in businesses, do it using other people's money in the way we described in the example earlier, where we did the 100% financing. Um, and uh, and then if you if you're using other people's money, your reward is so much is so much higher. And you can keep your hard-earned cash in your bank. That makes sense. How do you give back? Um, in in terms of like charitable, yes, and, charitable and that and that time, and that sort of yeah, yeah. I I I must admit I don't do a lot of charity work. I mean, I I, I you make me feel guilty now. I feel like I, I feel like I, I feel like I should. Um, but I do a lot with my daughter's school. I'm very actively involved with my daughter's school. And uh, I have one daughter. She's uh, she's seven years old. And everything I do is for her. And uh, in fact, going up to uh, support the school um, in two days time for their uh, one of their morning assemblies. So. Um, so, yeah, I do a lot with the school. How can my listeners reach out to you? Uh, well, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's the only social media that I'm on, Jonathan J on LinkedIn. Uh, and if you want to watch some videos on how to buy a business and how to do it the smart way, uh, I've got a YouTube channel. Uh, and if you just type Jonathan J, J-O-N-A-T-H-A and Jonathan J into YouTube, um, there's like 180 videos there of mine. Uh, and you can you can have a weekend binge watching those videos. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for your time today. Thank you very much. It's been fun. Thank you, Alpesh. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Matters podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing.